Welcome to the weekly podcast all about turning the great American RV adventure into stress-less camping. Each week we explore tips, tricks, ideas, and destinations and talk to the happiest campers in the RV world. Pull up a seat at the campfire as we enjoy some stress-less camping. Welcome to the campfire. I'm Tony. I'm Peggy. And there's also a rooster. There is a rooster. <laughs> we are two RV industry veterans who travel part-time. In a small trailer. Looking to share big adventures and help you with great tips. Tricks. And discounts. So we have a rooster outside. <laughs> You'll hear it. He lets us know when it's morning and he starts around 6 a.m. And I think he probably ends around dusk. Yeah, so, something like that. <laughs> it's kind of fun because it's temporary. <laughs> well, it's one of the benefits of staying at Harvest Host. Yeah, right? we're staying at a Harvest Host farm in Texas and it's really a great experience because we're on a farm so there's a rooster and there's a donkey and a little horse and ducks and geese and fiber. She's a fiber artist so she's got alpacas and llamas and, and angora rabbits angora rabbits and angora goats yeah so it's a super fun experience they have enough room here for two rvs so we have neighbors which is unusual and cool in a harvest house right yeah they also have a gazebo with a fire pit so yep. that's been really nice the host in this case was actually the model for the statue that's in el paso texas for the Buffalo Soldiers. Right. And so he actually got cast, literally and figuratively, right. <laughs> as the model for the Buffalo Soldiers statue, tribute statue in El Paso, and had to basically get covered in plaster and then they made this statue and we got to hear that story he's a fascinating guy yeah it's it's a fascinating story he was he did reenactment for many years and was as tony said the model and that was when they lived in el paso and now they live farther south we're a little we're in new Braunfels actually and it's just been such a delightful visit we are visiting some friends here in town but we're also like hanging out on the farm and I think this morning I get to go and gather the eggs that we're buying <laughs> fresh from the chicken house. Yeah we're actually recording this on Easter Sunday. Right. And the, some of the chickens that they have here are called Easter Easter egg, egg chickens. Right. And the eggs are like blue and green and it's pretty darn cool and it's just it's another reason that we really like Harvest Hosts because it's not just a free overnight place, but it's experiential. Right. So it's been really fun. Got to pet all the animals and visit all, everybody and learn. We learned a lot about alpacas and llamas and geese and <laughs> donkeys. Yeah. And, and so the tour was fabulous. The neighbors are fabulous. Just really the experience has been great well i mean it had rained really hard so the yeah. ground is soft but other than that yeah i may or may not have made tire tracks on the grass yeah uh, so yeah. sorry about that you guys but yeah but we love harvest host for this reason we love the experience this is our second time getting to visit alpacas yep and we just appreciate the local 
things that you can do in an area. Yeah, so if you are not a Harvest Hosts member, they have over 4,000 locations nationwide that are part of the program. You essentially sign up. You can get a discount on our discounts and deals. There's a button there that you can click or tap and get the discount. <laughs> or and, mash or whatever. Or whatever, yes, <laughs> mash that button. The way it works is you have to have a fully self-contained RV, so mm -hmm. you can't have tents or car camping. You do have to have some form of, you know, your kitchen, bathroom, all of that. Right. And you camp at breweries and wineries and farms and fairly experiential things you like, right? Yeah. Not just campgrounds where your awning might touch the next awning. Right. They're experiential places for the most part, and they want you to patronize the business, so we bought eggs. and. Peggy bought. Yeah, I'm gonna actually learn a little yarn craft. I bought a little, it's a handmade loom with popsicle sticks and string and some of the llama yarn from, I mean, sorry, alpaca yarn from two of the alpacas here on the farm. And I'm gonna weave a bookmark. Yeah. <laughs> or I'm gonna get really frustrated and ask someone else to weave me a bookmark, I'm not sure. <laughs> and we also got a little wool flower like hanging plant it's real tiny and it's designed to like hold essential oils so it's a plant i can't kill which is always a That's bonus a plus. <laughs> and it's just a cute little thing that we bought because we love it here and it was the memento of the place yeah absolutely so anyway harvest host is something we we truly like and this is just the reason why another thing we really like is the RVs at Taxa Outdoors. Yeah. And we had a chance to go to Taxa Outdoors yes. in Houston, Texas. Houston, Texas. We got a factory tour, and we also got to talk to Garrett Fenny, the founder of Taxa Outdoors. And, well, why don't we listen? We are at Taxa Outdoors here in Houston, Texas. Yes. Space City. Space City. <laughs> and that voice you just heard is Garrett Finney, the founder and chief designer of Tax Outdoors. Garrett, thanks for making time for us today. Yeah. Thanks for coming out. It's always fun to talk about adventures. So, so we actually are getting to have a great interview, not only face-to-face, -face, which is a little unusual for us, but also sitting in a taxa, sitting in an RV, having dinette time with you. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Yeah, uh, I spent six months working out of out of a mantis. Oh, wow. Oh, really? With another person inside a mantis because we were having a office build-out permit issues. At the oh. Time. oh, man. So this was the corner office for a while. <laughs> so there are a lot of people who are familiar with a lot of different RVs, but maybe not everyone is familiar with what you do here. And I think it's very unusual in a good way. So let's start with telling people a little bit about Taxa and what makes your product so different. Sure, that's easy. <laughs> in a humorously awkward way, my first business plan said that my first trailer was an anti-RV. Oh. That's not necessarily a, a slam on RVs. That's really saying that for me, there's this whole world of comfortable camping that I was interested in addressing that I thought wasn't being addressed by most RVs and that, you know, 10 years or so ago, that means that most all RVs are trying to be houses on wheels or sure. apartments on sure. wheels yeah. or hotel rooms on wheels. And that me, in my founder story way, but also a lot of customers 
they don't want to sleep on the ground anymore, but they want some sense of adventure and some sense of the world of comfortable camping. Um, right. And how you define how you define comfortable camping and how <laughs> we do, you know, there's a big range of what it means. It can mean a lot of things, and it means we we sell to a broad range of people people who are downsizing from a house on wheels type thing. But most of our customers are really former tent campers who are don't don't like the idea of the house on wheels. They like just want, want upsize want just some a of the little things. bit. Yeah. <laughs> they want a great place to sleep at night and to go to the bathroom in the middle of the night and yes. to uh, cook out of the weather or away from bugs, if that's what's happening. But right. um, that's why we tend to, to do small, lightweight, efficient things that are great at being off the grid, because there is an aspect of comfortable camping that is about getting muddy or sweaty or <laughs> having a dog that's muddy or sweaty <laughs> <laughs> or... Uh, you know, I don't know, getting your hands dirty, but yeah. having the ability to uh, wash them off. And find and comfort, yeah. That gets interpreted in a lot of ways. And, uh, you know, I'll tour you verbally or and after we stop talking, really. But we, as designers, it's like, what is, it be, what is adventure equipment that you happen to sleep in? Is a different question than what can we give you that you already are used to? Right. So we don't think, I don't know, eight-inch think mattress and microwave and a big a fridge as is possible which is obviously great for a lot of people we think oh you want to drive 20 miles down a dirt road and stay there for five days yeah we can help you do that and this is how you bring your toys you know your bikes or your kayaks or your dog um, this is where you might change a diaper this is how you take all your pots and pans outside to cook outside because um, that's I don't know because the sunset's even better from outside than it is <laughs> on the and it's not as a designer I have no objection to like watching a movie with your kids in a national park but in an in an equipment way it's like yeah but you already own a smartphone or a tablet or a laptop do it that way yeah. rather than me designing you a couch and a flat screen TV right. which you know which is arguably a better way to watch a movie but <laughs> with a with your phone or an iPad you can watch it by the campfire well yeah. and there's so many things like just looking around we're in a mantis Looking around at just the thought that went into the cabinetry, there are notches cut for bungee cords. Yep. Instead of drawers with slide outs that fail, <laughs> you have plastic tubs that you could take out. Yeah, like milk crates. Yeah. Milk crates and bungee cords. Specifically, they are milk crates. Yeah. And I feel maybe very middle aged, but a milk crate is a wonderful, indestructible <laughs> object. Right. Um, you know, not only is it a kitchen drawer, but it's an emergency stepladder and a stool and a way to, <laughs> to do all these things. And again, that's kind of the equipment idea again. How do we make it a drawer that's totally useful? But also, if you put all your pots and pans on your spices in one of these, all, you can go outside with all your stuff. Yeah, you can just take it immediately, outside. As yeah. opposed to having to run in and out or having to do something inside Or transfer everything outside. from the kitchen drawer to a something else to carry it out the door. Yeah. Yeah, or as you're, you know, a lot of your units are garageable. You can pack the things you want to take in the milk crates and bring them out to the camper. Yeah, you can do all your food packing or fridge loading or all those things yeah, that way. Yeah, from the house and then just do it in one. Yeah, it's, it's fun. Taxa makes four different habitats, we call them, or adventure vehicles. And they are four different sizes. You know, the, the woolly bear and the tiger moth and the uh, cricket and the mantis from smallest to large. And those are both from small to large, and they have different amounts of square footage or cubic footage 
you know, as you go from a single camper to a, a Mantis was nominally designed for two adults and two teenage kids. Yeah. But you're also dialing in your own comfort and desire about, like, what is comfortable camping to you? With a Mantis, you have an inside bathroom and a hot and cold running water and shower and a furnace. But with a Tiger Moth, you know, you have an outdoor camp kitchen and a, <laughs> a little screen porch to sit on. I designed it that way on purpose so you can read, like, who are you? Who are you today? Do you want to use your grandfather's Coleman stove all the time because that's what, what you love? Or, you know, yeah. how far off the ground do you want to get? For some people, there's comfort and security and amenity, luxury. And so you, you can look at our products as a family in those two different ways. One is simply straight up different sizes and capacities, but the other is where are you in this journey? Yeah. Are you an adventurer, a trekker? I'm trying to think of our demographic categories. <laughs> Do you need Wi-Fi connection? Do you need to recharge a thing? Or do you go camping to, to turn off your phone? Right, And right. leave it all behind. And how do you think about that? Yeah, it's fun. I mean, you have to make a, a mindful decision about who you are as you look at our products, I think. About sure. How to, cause, and that's why we have all the what we call habitat specialists that you can call. Because a lot of people, you know, more than, what is it, 70% of our customers haven't towed anything before huh. or been in an RV, and yet they want our adventure vehicle. That's great. That's exciting. But that also means they have sort of non-RV salesperson questions. Right. They're okay. Like, and they, they get to call us up and say, hey, Ben, I have this idea, like I want to spend a month driving to Alaska and back with my two kids. Is your stuff good for that? How do I do that? Can yeah. you tell me about <laughs> solar panels? Can you tell me exactly how long it takes to fill up a porta potty? Can you tell me? <laughs> and th those are all really interesting and sort of nitty gritty practical questions. Yeah. Another thing about your offerings are that many of them fit in a garage. Yeah. And I think there's something a lot of people in the RV space don't talk about is you buy this RV, whatever it happens to be, and then you live somewhere and you can't park it there. So you have to pay for storage and then it gets broken into. And but whereas with a taxa, you park it in your garage and it's right there. And, and every time you go to that garage, you're like, well, I really need to go somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I skipped this part. I've, I studied, I was an architect for a long time and then I moved to Houston to be a space architect and work at NASA. Yeah, you worked at NASA. <laughs> oh, wow. So I have this PhD in people in small spaces and people living in equipment in some ways. And that means we think about how to make ceilings useful and all sorts of things. But it also, in like a big picture way, made like re-taught me about systems thinking and how if you own an RV or a habitat or anything, it's got to work for how you're going to use it. It's mm -hmm. got to work for how you're going to store it. It's got to work for highways and dirt roads. And how, how do those thoughts of not just the campground and arriving, but uh, what it what it can do for you in your house or that it fits in a garage. I mean, not everyone stores it in their garage, but you can. But you can. And that means yeah. you can make that choice. And for me, as a late planner, kind of, it's that means I can come home on Friday and my habitat is already 80% packed. Yeah. And I just have to decide on the food and the toy I'm bringing. Right. And that's different than having it, you know, a half an hour or an hour away and thinking, oh, I got to do all these logistics things. Have to go get me it go and park yeah. it in the street and fill it up and have the neighbors right. mad. And so how, <laughs> you know, as just as a starting design proposition, how do we 
try to be cast a wider net and think about more ways that this thing has to fit in to your life. And that gets into really interesting things about how different states have different sort of infrastructures at their state parks and what they expect you to do. Yeah. And, yeah. You know, in Texas, which is a giant state, but really limited on public lands, all the state parks basically expect you to have full hookups. So, because they, they pretty much know you want air conditioning. They pretty <laughs> much know you because, because that's true in the summer. And we can do that. We, we fit in there, but we're really good at being again, off the grid and exploring and the states with forest service roads or BLM roads where you can just drive down and stop and go camping where you want to <laughs> is really the, again, the range of adventure is really broad and it's really fun to think as a designer about the piece of equipment that lets, you know, 70 year olds do one thing and 20 year olds do another <laughs> thing and how, how that fits in. And just looking at all of the places in here where you can attach things to change the functionality, maybe not even to the individual, but to like this weekend, I'm going to the river and next weekend I'm going in the mountains, Mike, biking, biking. Well, I was I thinking like, mountain as biking. As you said, like I can come home and say, hey, I'm going to go this weekend and put the toy you want, the, yeah. your bike or your canoe or your kayak or your yeah, whatever I mean, you need, whatever you decide you're doing that weekend. Right. We have a few design precepts here, and one of them is as small as it can be and as big as it needs to be. And oh, the as like small that. as it can be is in every way efficient. You know, it's it's generally more aerodynamic and lighter, and a smaller tow vehicle can fit in it. But it, the as big as it needs to be gets in. At first, it's like you can be six foot four in all our <laughs> all our habitats. But sometimes it's not square footage that you need it's the right view and the right ventilation and the right capability because mm -hmm. you know if you're stuck inside something for 10 hours on a rainy day it's you can't be in a coffin you want to be in a, a light airy thing yeah. but that's not yeah. about square footage that's about windows right and that was one of my first criticisms when i was first starting about how many rvs don't seem to be designed to be at the site that they end up at like Every campsite, every organized campsite is very specific. On the passenger side, there is a picnic table and a fire ring. <laughs> yeah. And on the driver's side, there is whatever, water and power and sometimes a sewer. And yet where windows are in most RVs doesn't really address that, that you want to shout out the window at your spouse or kid or whoever, <laughs> or hand something out a window. And so all our units, we try to have, you know, most of the windows face that way. And while we think about ventilation and other views, you know, mostly the driver's side is more blank because that's where your neighbors are. Yeah. Ooh, that makes yeah. so much How sense. How do you sit up in bed without worrying that your neighbors are looking in your window? Right. Yeah. And again, I'm, sometimes it's me. It's like, I don't have curtains in my bedroom. I don't have this, you know, I, how do I get the right kind of ease, but also privacy that I want? How mm -hmm. does, how does all this work? So we really think designers like it's got to work for the campsite because that's very specific. But also the fitting into a garage, it's like, what do I do with this thing? Can I store it out of sight? Does that solve a homeowners association challenge? Yeah. Is that more convenient? Cause you know, you can load it when it's raining and it's always has charged batteries and stuff like that. And then, you know, the other site is, whereas all our products fit in garages, they don't, once they, you get to be sort of minivan height, there's no real point in getting smaller in terms of aerodynamics, but that lets you, 
come inside and grab a lunch at a scenic rest stop. All of a sudden, scenic rest stops make sense. <laughs> uh, I love that. Or that you, if you're feeling healthy, you can go to a gas station and go get your own lunch that's in your fridge rather than buying whatever I buy. Right. Right. Corn nuts. Yeah. yeah, right. Which seems to be my, my road <laughs> driving addiction. So you started as an aerospace engineer. At NASA. Architect. NASA. I Archi always make architect. that. Architect, sorry. Okay. Architect. Right. But have you always been an RVer? And so you just, like every weekend when you had a day off of NASA, you're like, man, I wish I could go camping in something perfect. So you decided so, to make one? No. The first time <laughs> I ever spent a night in an RV was when I had, had the idea for this company. Okay. And it, you know, my founding story is really that I grew up between Philadelphia and Maine all my life. And then I moved here and got married and had two small kids and was like, I am totally comfortable in the wilderness, but my wilderness has changed. Oh, right. Interesting. I got tarantulas and scorpions and poisonous snakes <laughs> that I've never heard of. And, you know, even me, totally comfortable. I had a barrier to thinking, you know, I would, at this stage of my kid's life, before they're really walking and, you know, I wanted to get off the ground. Get them off and the I ground. And I owned a four-cylinder Subaru Outback. And the Cricket is really, it's like two adults and two kids under the age of 10 and towable by a Subaru Outback. That's really, it's very selfish and self-centered at that time. But it worked. Yeah, there's a lot of people, again, who want this camping thing. There's a lot of people who don't, obviously. The RV industry is big and growing. And it's great that there's a target market that we can address that's different and exciting. There's a lot of former tent campers also. Yeah. Yeah. And the way you build these, there's a common complaint in the RV space on social media and all that. Oh, you know, they're not that well made. But these are specifically made very, very differently. They are. That's true. So tell us about that, because my experience is that you build them differently in a very good way. We like to think we make a performance product, for sure, and we pay attention to materials and not only think about what they are, but how you repair them, maybe, and how you maybe uh, hack them in some general way. <laughs> no, that, that gets into all the attach points all over the inside and outside of the uh -huh. trailers and where you put up a bungee net and where you might tie your fishing rod while you're driving and where you, you know, with a bungee net, you can put your child's teddy bear right over their head as they're sleeping. Like <laughs> so, yeah, I, you know, I was inspired by bicycles and spaceships and boats more than RVs. And, you know, some of that is, is the equipment take on this is uh, we want to make something that's long lasting and quality and lets you as the user dream up how you're gonna use it and not feel like you're limited by some RV like thing, that it's too long to take on switchback roads that certain campsites won't let you up that mm -hmm. angle because you can't turn around. <laughs> and again, it, it comes, it spins out of me, but it's really a big crowd of who wants to be able to go further down the road than how can you leave other people behind? <laughs> even, yeah. even if you decide never to do it, it's kind of like yeah. SUV marketing. What's a crossover SUV? What's a real SUV? What's really meant for off-roading? What's really... And, and how it, many of them are just driven to soccer games? Right. <laughs> and, you know, it doesn't matter. People do all sorts of things with our products, but some people drive to the Arctic Ocean and back. <laughs> and uh, it's like, that's great. I'm jealous. Yeah. It's fun. It's fun to be jealous of my customers. <laughs> it's like, why aren't, I, why aren't I on that trip? I think a lot of how we look and talk and are as a product 
comes from that equipment take on things. Not that I'm not a snotty architect. You know, I, I want things to be beautiful. <laughs> I want the windows in the right place. I want, again, to have it laid out and function correctly with how people are and how they, um, I don't know, how you hang out with yeah. your family, with yeah. your friends. Well, so it's fun in a Mantis. We just took one out to a nonprofit thing we do with Big Brothers, Big Sisters, and there were like 12 teenagers. This was a huh. crazy clubhouse during the day. Oh, gosh. <laughs> and, you know, that has its own stresses because they're all teenagers. But as a designer, it's like, this is great. This is <laughs> Not only can you go 50 miles down a dirt road, but teenagers think it's an awesome clubhouse for the day. Yeah. Well, and you look at how much seating space we have here. Right. I would say you could easily seat four across there, right? Sure. Uh, the front. So we're sitting in the mantis and looking towards the front, there's a couch that I would say could seat four. Which and I assume is also bunk beds, that right? That is also a bunk okay. bed, yes. So the back flips up That's right. to make the top bunk. Inspired by train trips in Europe. Uh-huh. Which makes so much sense. I don't know why that's not common, but it's not. So you and have the four uh, seats there. Yeah, mm -hmm. and then we ha we're sitting at the back in a U-shaped dinette, which by the way, the table will move to accommodate someone who is svelte like Garrett, or someone who- <laughs> Is not like is us. Is not like us. <laughs> and uh, I mean, that's just the attention to detail. So the U-shaped dinette, I could say easily another four to six people back here. Sure. People yeah. end up sitting on the refrigerator. Again, it's in a camping way as opposed to houseway. It's kind of casual at the same time that it kind of works. Yeah. But then uh, everything's built to be cleaned and sat on. It's not, it's not you don't want to sit there because it'll break right. type of thing. <laughs> right. right? And, and that's not strong. horribly uncommon. And then I love this back window that opens, not window, I guess door, because it's opened all the way out. Yep. Hatch on the back so you get all that outside in the windows on the sides are open all the way so you get the outside in oh, they're so the dual pane polycarbonate one of our, one of our trademarks is out is in <laughs> <laughs> i like that and again you go outside i mean our proposition is that you're going to a park to be outside right if you have to be inside you still want to be still connected kind of to be the outside. outside. Yeah, um, so we could be in the rain right now, which we kind of are a little <laughs> bit, and have still all these open windows so that we still have that airflow and the, the outsideness, but we're not getting wet. <laughs> yeah. Two of our units have pop-up roofs, the Mantis and the Cricket do, for headroom. So it's short while it's driving and for garageability, but for yeah. being tall. But that also gives you, I think, you know, as as the designer, just the right amount of hard-sided and soft-sided. Like with the four windows up here, it's really, it's like you're outside. It's like you're under a tree forest canopy. Yeah. Not like you're yeah, the, the whole, inside looking out a window. The whole pop-up is pretty much a series of windows that are open, yep. that are great. But you're right, then you've got the hard side almost as high as, you know, as high as sitting and everything. And yep. so you don't feel like you're in a flapping tent. <laughs> you feel like you're in a good solid place. The tent is not particularly insulated. It's hard to buy a furnace that's the correct small size for small campers. Mm -hmm. They're all overpowered. Oh. So uh, we haven't seen the need to insulate our tent side yet because, because having been in here at so zero, in here. zero degrees, okay. even with a tent up, <laughs> that makes me not. sad partly in some efficiency way. But at the moment, right. you no, know, it's sort of another way we, we design 
each of our habitat adventure vehicle trailers to sort of sync up with a cluster of tow vehicle capacities. Okay. So whereas just saying we're trying to be as light as possible, we're trying to be really sensibly light as possible and say, hey, you know, there's a whole bunch of vehicles that have 1,500 pounds and then there's some at 2,500 pounds and there's a whole bunch at 3,500 pounds <laughs> and then 5,000 and up. And so each of our four habitats syncs up with that grouping. Like any great product, it's kind of hackneyed, but you know, everyone buys a mantis or whatever, but, and then they inhabit it and then it's theirs. <laughs> if that makes sense. It's sort of uh -huh. like an iPhone. Everyone's iPhone is mechanically different. is the same, but right. the second you own it, it's yours. Right. It's right. no one else's. Right, well, I mean, I'll grab Peggy's and go, where did you put this app? Or, right. oh, how yeah. come you don't have that app? Or, Why don't you right. have this where I have this? And there's people get online and share. One of the first things they share is, oh, look what I did, right? I mean, nobody yeah. just buys it and leaves it alone. And here there's so much provision to, to accommodate and yeah. change and personalize what you want to do. Buying an RV or one of our habitats is really different than buying a car. And part of it is that if you buy a car, you can go and grab it and drive away. And you're basically fine. And you may read the owner's manual or over time, it's <laughs> like, what does that button do? <laughs> but buying an RV or a habitat or probably a boat too, it's really, you get it and then you start inhabiting it and you have to sort of experiment and you have to be excited about this. Yeah. Um, you know, figure out what, what size pasta do you put in that cabinet to bring the most, you know. <laughs> spaghetti is much more efficient than, well, I don't know, rotini because of all the air. <laughs> Some people are surprised by that. They're not expecting that somehow. They expect to have a great time the first time. So we have a program where our customer support supports you before, before the purchase because we want you to purchase something, but also afterwards because and we make a big, it's like, please spend the night in your driveway before you go on a big trip. Please yes. do yeah. this. But even so, it's like, we will take your phone call and say, oh, that's nothing. That's a fuse. That noise is to be expected. You know, all the little questions that you don't know if they're big deals or small deals. That's great uh, to know. Yeah, that's significant because that's a real challenge, especially going back to what I mentioned at the beginning. You know, many of our customers have never been in an RV before. Yeah, they're like, what's because a, they're tinters. What's a fuse? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. what's, what's the difference this? between 12 volt and 120? <laughs> what's this 30 amp thing at the RV camp? Yeah. yeah. Um, that's really vital. And that's how we, you know, we learn a lot from our customers. We love talking to them because we learn the adventures they want to go on and what, you know, as the designer, what, what did we miss? What did we get right? Uh, what should we evolve to? What new products are out there for us to invent, which is always exciting thing yeah. that of course I can't really talk about. <laughs> That's the best. Community is the best and rallies are the best where it's like you get 30 mantises in a row and this couple is compulsively neat and does this and this couple oh, is yeah. totally relaxed with four dogs and these people are crazy. They have four kids, but they have a rooftop <laughs> tent and it's a tree house and it's like this person bought hot dogs at the last gas station and that person is a total foodie who spent three weeks planning this trip and everything is alphabetical on the shelves according <laughs> that, you know that's great and everyone loves that's the personalization each of right. each yeah. one of them and you've got a good slate for people to draw on yeah and as you go down the road literally and figuratively you can make changes without having to alter the the vehicle with all of these attachment points and various ways that people can accommodate what they're doing and that's kind of cool too because someone might have this five years and 
have a very different way of doing things three years from now. Yep. Yeah, That's yeah, they true. might change. They might have a child, or the child might grow older and leave, and you need room for two instead of three, or three instead of two, or yeah. you get well, a dog, or yeah, that's how yeah, I all proved. kinds of things can change. Yeah. I told you my founder story with the cricket and my two small kids, yeah. but that was 11 years ago. Like <laughs> we've, all my kids have been product testers. You know, my family's <laughs> grown up through, like we grew out of a cricket and into a mantis, and now I'm soon to be an empty nester, and yeah. you know, I'm, I'll be going back to the bully bear. Oh, okay. Okay. That's fun. Yeah. That's exciting to think about that change and evolution and, again, to meet the different types of people who do things we never expected. Sure. That's very yeah. cool. We pre-planned a lot of things, but not everything. <laughs> Which is good. Well, Garrett, we really appreciate your time and what you do. I think these are just neat. We'll yeah, talk. for sure. Thanks. It's really great that you came out, and it's fun to talk about adventures and camping and the world out there. Yeah, Thanks so much. absolutely. Sure. Yeah, and, and uh, one thing that can't go unsaid is you're an RV decision maker who actually goes RVing. Yes. It, that's so unusual. But we try never to use that word. Yes. Okay. I'm an adventure camper. So you're an AV maker, an, R an adventure vehicle maker who actually uses your AV. That's yes. the... That's, that's me. That's the Highly unusualness that's in the industry. Yeah. <laughs> so we're back. Taxa makes adventure trailers that really are different and you'll also find in our show notes which is at stresslesscamping.com a link to probably two reviews of taxes products a couple of different rvs that they make they're all towables they're all single axle trailers and they're all garageable we had a chance to speak with our friends at ABC Upfitters and... They are going to be at the Frog Rally in August in Indiana. So Frog is Forest River Owners Group. So if you have a Forest River product, you are invited to participate in this rally. And there's workshops and seminars and repairs available and chats and gatherings and all kinds of neat stuff. And another thing that's going to be there is our friends from ABC Upfitters. Right. You know, ABC Upfitters already works closely with a lot of Forest River companies. It's amazing the list of companies that they work with. So they're having a Frog Rally promotion. So any Forest River customer that plans to attend Frog will receive a 15% discount on an Upfit. You'll want to call now and schedule an Upfit between the weeks of July 3rd and September 4th so that you can get yourself scheduled in and kind of work it around the frog rally. So, you know, ABC Upfitters does solar and power systems that are engineered rather than just thrown together. They actually have engineers on staff that will engineer a system for you. So this is why you want to call now and start working with them. Let them know what rig you have so that they can start designing your Upfit. And then when you're in Indiana because of the rally, you go in before or after or whenever you have your appointment scheduled, you leave it there for two or three days and they get that system installed that they've already got designed and ready to go. By the way, we had mentioned earlier that we are at a farm. We have been completely off-grid the entire time yep. using just our solar and lithium system that they designed. And it's been working great. This is a podcast powered by ABC Upfitters. And so you know, ABC Upfitters uses Mastervolt pieces or technology. And Mastervolt has traditionally served the yachting and boating industry where their tolerance for failure is 
basically non-existent. <laughs> right. And that's why they choose Master Volt components. And a lot of Forest River brands have worked with ABC Upfitters to engineer systems that are installed by the factory, including our own RV. And they can install a system based on not just what rig you have, but your style of camping and what you want. I mean, they can put just ludicrous <laughs> our systems in your rig to power the air conditioner for however long you want, or just a better system than what came with the rig. So the best way to talk to them and find out more is to give Scott a call. Yeah, call Scott. The number is 574-333-3225. Of course, we will put that in our show notes because you're probably driving and couldn't write that down. <laughs> or vacuuming. Or... <laughs> or, or doing whatever. And, you know, even if you don't have a Forest River product, you can call them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you could call them with any RV. We just happen to you know, have a Forest River and we work with them through Forest River and that is the special that they are running for Forest River people, but everyone should call them at 574-333-3225 and schedule an appointment to go get your outfit. Yeah, or just even just get your questions answered. Right. Well, we wasted away again at Camp <laughs> Margaritaville. We did. You know, we have spent the last several weeks really kind of on the gulf coast we were in new orleans which is close and we were in <laughs> the biloxi mississippi area we actually stayed in the town of long beach at magic river campground in mississippi the very first passport america campground which we talked about before and then from there we went to crystal beach texas and stayed at camp margaritaville yeah and this is a brand spanking new it's not even finished yet right. margaritaville and if you don't know, you know, Jimmy Buffett, the singer, has really capitalized on his brand. <laughs> and there are Margaritaville hotels and bars and now campgrounds. So we had to go and check out what the thing was all about, right? And I've been a fan of Jimmy Buffett and his music for a long time. Right, and we've been to several of the Margaritavilles, and we just wanted to pop into this one and check it out and so we stayed a couple nights we luckily we took advantage of the very first night of the swim up bar because the next night was pouring rain so yeah it was i mean it wasn't just <laughs> raining it was like ooh la la it was yeah like i was almost a little concerned about the wind so even the night that we arrived there it was a little sprinkly but we didn't care we put on our suits we swam up to the bar we had <clears throat> more than plenty yeah, of <laughs> drinks, boat drinks, as boat it drinks. were. We had a really fun dinner with some people we met in the elevator. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And we just really made the most of one night at Camp Margaritaville that we could have possibly made. Yeah, so the, the good thing about at least this one, we haven't, we've, we know there are more than one of these Camp Margaritavilles now, which are, you know, RV camps. They are all paved sites surrounded by grass, and this one had palm trees. And since it's new, everything works spectacularly right. <laughs> well, including the Wi-Fi and the water and the power, blah, blah, blah. There is a bar there called Finn's Bar, and they have a restaurant, and then, of course, the famous swim-up bar where we met work camper who they're super right. friendly. They're the bartenders. Yes. And of course the whole time or most of the time they're playing Jimmy Buffett's music over mm -hmm. the PA system that they have all over. The one disappointment 
though, was we specifically, once again, were there at five o'clock and we've been to the Las Vegas Margaritaville. I've been there. <laughs> I mean, they have a volcano that a mermaid pops out of and they make a huge deal out of, out of five o'clock. And here they have TVs all over, some of which are playing music videos. Nope, they didn't play It's 5 o'clock somewhere. So, suddenly, come on, Jimmy. <laughs> suddenly, Tony said, what time is it? And I said, oh, it's 5.02. So, oh, man, they did not tell down. us when it was 5 o'clock once again. <laughs> yeah, doggone it. That's that's kind of a staple of going to Margaritaville is you hear it's 5 o'clock somewhere. Rule. Should be a rule at every Margaritaville. <laughs> I thought so. I'm going to call Jimmy and, you and call him. voice my complaint. There you go. And he's going to say... Who the heck are you, buddy? <laughs> anyway, it was it's a clean modern party. It's not cheap as you know you would sure. expect. I mean, heck, the shirts were twenty seven dollars, <laughs> and I forgot to get one. Oops. Yeah, and the drinks are not nothing's inexpensive, but Correct. it's clean. And I mean, for a lot of people, they like the even paved concrete sites and and all of that. It's not I mean, this kind of camping that we're doing right now on a farm is more our style. Correct. But for those of you who like the Margaritaville experience. It's a resort experience. Yeah, so, resort. Right? It's got everything. It's got the, the restaurant and the pool and the shopping and the all that stuff. So you could stay there and never have to leave. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, that was super fun. But you're going to have to do a great filling station holdup to pay for it all. <laughs> I'm going to keep dropping song keep dropping titles songs. in left and right. <laughs> and as you know, the volcano did not blow. So there you go. That's right. Man, we didn't steal any peanut butter. <laughs> no, no, that's true. But what we did do is stop while we were still in Louisiana on our way to Texas. And we did a little challenge. <laughs> and we made a video. So we we'll made a link video. to that. We had Boudin. And we hadn't ever heard of Boudin before we started telling our friends that we were going to Louisiana. If you haven't heard of boudin, it's a kind of a sausage made of pork and rice and spices and veggies, and it's really good. <laughs> it's a, yeah, it's a regional thing in the New Orleans, greater New Orleans area, I would imagine. Well, in the Lafayette area, yeah, okay. more specifically. Yeah, Louisiana. As Peggy said, it's sausage. You know, we asked, well, so where's the best one? And different friends. Yeah, we got a bunch of different answers. Yeah, <laughs> so... so we just decided, well, let's buy all of those and have a boudin challenge. So we got boudin from three different places. We encourage you, we'll put a link, obviously, to the video. And we encourage you to go check out the video and see which one. And, you know, if you think that we made a weird choice, let us know. <laughs> or if we missed, you know, if you're if from the area. If we missed the best one. And you're like, dude, what the heck? You, you missed the best one. Then we'll put it on our list for our next visit, which will not be long. Because we really, as always, wish we had spent twice as much time in the area as we did so yeah. yeah we really like it there we like just the whole ambiance the vibe of new orleans and thereabouts and we realize it's only a thousand miles from our home base yeah. that's three days that's that's yeah. really not a big deal for us so we so will gonna, go back and yeah i'm gonna call it the whole gulf coast area yeah. because we really enjoyed our time in mississippi and margaritaville for a couple days when we could afford it <laughs> <laughs> yeah so the whole experience of being in the south something that we finally got to do after all these years and again need to do some more and definitely will
So for our gadget report this week, I wanted to kind of, we've probably talked about this before in various ways, but just kind of remind you how super helpful it is to have a pair of walkie-talkies with you. Yeah, for a lot of reasons. For example, if you go to Bucky's, <laughs> it's such a big store yeah. that if you get separated, you're going to need the doggone walkie-talkies. Right, or if one of you goes in and the other one can't find a parking place. Yeah, can you're going to need the walkie-talkie. To tell you to come back outside and let's go. <laughs> we have a not a giant love for Bucky's so far. We are three out of four times has been more anxiety than fun yeah it's in fact uh, we had one good experience one good experience and then three i just too many too people many people yeah. is is what it boils down to and i'll you know that just shows that they're appealing to what people want there when but, that many uh, people are going it's obviously something people want but we don't love the crowd so no we're more you know we like people just in limited <laughs> we're really way more fans of the bowling stops yeah. that are not as big not as fancy you know maybe not as full of fresh food but they're usually kind of kitschy and have odd things to see also as we said last week remember we also really like the loves travel stops right we love those anyway so walkie talkies i think is where oh, yeah, we were there's that. <laughs> got a little tangent there but they're super helpful those walkie talkies when we're trying to park or when we're trying to load you know to hook the truck up to the camper we still don't have a camera on the back of the truck yeah and we're working on that but in the meantime you know, it's hard to tell when you're lined up. So we open the walkie-talkies. I stand outside and let Tony know when he's close or if he's too, you know, far back or front or side to side. And, and then we're not yelling at one another. And also, if the weather is bad, only one of us has to be out in it because the other one can be inside with the, <laughs> with the windows up. <laughs> Otherwise, we have to have all the windows down and yell at each other. So the walkie-talkies are very helpful for that. They're very useful for, as Tony said, going to a big truck stop or in a park or, you know, if I go for a walk and I'm going in a park, then I take a walkie-talkie so that if I have a problem while I'm out walking, I can let Tony know where I am. And You might say, well, why don't you dummies just use your phones? That, of course, is an option, but we don't always go where there's cell coverage. We don't always go where there's cell coverage. And... Frankly, if I had a problem and I had to call Tony, it's a lot more work to find my phone and open it and wake it up and have it know that my face is, you know, that it's my phone and then find the, my phone app and then call him. If I have a walkie-talkie, I just push a button and say, hey, I need your help. Yeah. Help me, Obi-Wan Kenobi. <laughs> We mentioned that we had gone to Taxa Outdoors and we looked at and sat in and did our interview in Taxa Mantis. <laughs> That's right. It is such a different RV. Well, they don't even like to, as you heard Garrett say, we don't like to call them RVs. Although They're adventure they vehicles. Are, they are RVs. <laughs> They're adventure vehicles and they really are. I was really impressed watching the production line because typically travel trailers are heavy frames or relatively heavy frames and then everything is loaded almost like cargo on top of that well these are built more like race cars i guess where it's <laughs> kind of a what they call a monocoque or where basically the skeleton is the structure and it's a steel powder coated skeleton that then 
you know, they put in the walls and, and all of the interior and all of that. So that makes them very strong and very light. Another nice thing, because you have this steel skeleton, there are holes put into it so you can hang hammocks and netted bags and bungee cords and ratchet straps and just whatever all over the interior. So it really makes this trailer very flexible. The drawers are not drawers, they are milk crates. And so you could take them out, you could have multiple like spare milk crates and like, oh, this is my weekending one. Oh, this is my going to the kids soccer practice one, <laughs> blah, blah, you know, that type of thing. Mantis does fit in a garage, but that means that the roof is like a pop top, like an old VW van. Hmm. And yeah. so there's that, but still, as Garrett also said, you can access everything in the trailer without popping up the top. And of course, since there's no slide, you also don't have to worry about the slide when it's closed blocking stuff you might otherwise want. So a neat concept, a neat trailer. It's definitely, you know, if you are an outdoors adventure type person, my gosh, these trailers are really well suited for you. I, I encourage you to take a look at our review of this and see what you think and let us know. You know, we always appreciate your weighing in on the things we do. Right. So once again, you all did not disappoint me in your answers of the question of the week. And what was that question of the week? Last, last week, week, the question of the week was, what is the best regional food you've tried in your travels? And, you know, we always say we wish we had stayed longer. And usually it's because we wish we had been able to eat more. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't want to miss anybody. So I'm going to just read the answers to y'all. Right. Joe said, UP Michigan pasties. I'm pretty sure it's pronounced pasties and not pasties because that would be a whole different thing. Yeah. Pasties, I believe, are sort of a hand pie, which is also what a runza is. And that's Cindy's answers. Runza's in Nebraska. Bill likes the Amish crack donuts. Oh, yeah. Oh, boy. Yeah, Bill. We'll be eating those again together in August when we are there for the frog rally. Maria, Tony might have to correct my pronunciation but maria voted on casa casa spetzle that's cheese spatula cheese spatula i can't say it <laughs> it's cheese noodles yeah there you go oh my gosh i really that's so bizarre <laughs> let's see we had salmon pie and acadian codfish cakes in and lobster in nova scotia not us that would not be well, something I would eat. I would eat salmon pie yeah, and you lobster, would. and I really want to go to Nova Scotia. Nell said shrimp and cheesy grits. Ugh, probably one of my favorite things ever. Cody said burritos and tacos in the mission in San Francisco. Nicole said real Italian ice, so I'm guessing that that means Nicole went to Italy to get Italian ice. Julie said everything. She just loves food that she doesn't have to cook. <laughs> We're back to hand pies because Cheryl said Amish fried hand pies. I think those are fruit, right? The dessert pies. I'll have to try about 20 of them to be we'll sure. We'll have to be sure. Michael said kangaroo and alligator pizza. Now, I don't know if he means both of those meats were on the pizza or if he tried them individually. But anyway, he was in Australia and, and liked kangaroo and alligator pizza. 
You got to go to the place and hop to it. <laughs> Here's another vote for the Rise and Roll. Those are the Amish crack donuts. I guess I could have been more specific that those are from a bakery called Rise and Roll in the Goshen area. Yes. Scott likes Finland's version of a cinnamon roll with cardamom, which is called Pula, I guess. And that sounds really good. Cinnamon and cardamom are, mm, what a delightful combination. Orin said rattlesnake and iguana. Now, Orin is a bit of a wiseacre, so I'm not totally sure that's what he meant. Well, I'm not, but I asked him, and he said the rattlesnake was from the Midwest and the iguana was Roatan. Roatan. Hmm. I don't know. We might oh. have to get a little more information out of Orin. <laughs> so, Tony said, and luckily she wrote how to spell it, it's Shushu, and it's... XIOXO in Spain, and it's a melt in your mouth pastry that she hasn't found anywhere else in the world. Tony had the best fried chicken ever. And that's me, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. Best fried chicken I ever had was at Gus's in New Orleans. That's oh right. God. What made it good, and I know I've talked about it, but it wasn't as much the crust, although oh, the breading was wooey, but <laughs> the chicken was so juicy inside mm -hmm. oh my gosh and our friend brian responded to that and said that their favorite new orleans fried chicken is at chubby's fried chicken in algiers which we didn't get to that part of the city so put it on our list to go back and yep. also willie may's scotch house is known for their fried chicken or it says almost known for the fried chicken. Yeah, I've heard from some people that that's awesome and others that it's overrated right that's what i mean he kind i'm, of, I'm that's no what judge because kind of i haven't been there but yeah. i wanna Steve said his favorite is New Mexican, and he can't wait to be in our neck of the woods in a couple weeks and fill up on plenty of red and green. Oh, Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> and Brian said Cajun cooking from central Louisiana, which takes us right back to that boudin, which was what Brian and Patrick and Scott and Alicia all kind of helped us decide where to buy our boudin. Right. And we like it. We like it. Which one is our favorite? Well, you just have to watch our stinking video That's to find right. out. Well, the favorite of the three we got to. Oh, so, correct. Yeah. That, again, that's... there's probably 57 that we didn't get to. and Or more. <laughs> so thank you all for letting us know. Most of those things, well, some most of those things we've tried. Some of those things I don't think I'll be trying. And some of them are on my list of things to try. And, of course, you can answer those questions at our Fun and Friendly Stressless Camping Podcast Facebook group. And there's a new question every week, including... This week I would like to know, and this actually came from our friend Tom, what is your earliest childhood memory? Now, I think I've asked before what your earliest camping memory is. So this one doesn't have to be camping. Maybe your earliest memory isn't about camping, and that's okay as long as you do it now. <laughs> <laughs> but these are just general questions, kind of get to know you questions. So what is yeah. your earliest childhood memory? As I said, you can answer that at our fun and friendly Stressless Camping Podcast Facebook group. Whew. And you know that also once a week we send out a newsletter and it's absolutely positively and completely free. free gives you links to stories and videos and podcasts that we think will help you get the most of your RV experience. Yeah, you just visit our website and if it's your first time, well, welcome. You'll get a pop-up that says, want to join our newsletter family? <laughs> and if you've been there, done that in the past, then of course on every page near the bottom is a newsletter sign-up form. 
There's also on our website, don't forget, you can contact us with questions or tips or comments or whatever it is as well, all from our website. So. Right. Now, keep in mind that we only use that sign up to send you a weekly newsletter. We don't sell it. We don't give it away. We don't spam you with a bunch of extra stuff. We just, once a week, we let you know that the podcast is ready and send you some other links to things that we think that you can use. That's the fact check. So while you're on the website, stresslesscamping.com, you can check out the show notes for this episode, which is number 198 on the podcast page. At stresslesscamping.com. And you'll also find a link to the video that we talked about with the Boudin Challenge. Yeah. And we also will have a video of Bucky. And another thing to find on the website is our discounts and deals for the best deals on the things you'll need on your stressless camping adventure. And by the way, if you know of a great deal that we don't already have, please let us know and we will love to share that with our audience. Yep, and of course we are in all the social and anti-social places, <laughs> but you can start at stresslesscamping.com in the upper right corner once you're done with all the articles and tips and all of that. And by the way, if you share some of that, boy, does that ever help us out. It sure does. Upper right corner on every page are links to our social places. And so another way to find us. And of course, if you don't want to miss a future episode of the Stresses Camping Podcast. It's free. It is. And you can subscribe on any podcast app or listen right on the website. But know that we're always saving you a seat around our virtual campfire. And as Tony said, a review or even sharing articles of our website will help others find us. And the more listeners that we have, the more great people that we can talk to and interview and share with you. Well, that's what we have for you this week. Hope you're enjoying the adventure. We sincerely appreciate your being on it with us. Yeah. Even if it's virtual. Right. And uh, with that, happy, happy camping. camping. We hope you learned a lot and had some fun and got some tips for your next stressless camping adventure. We're honored by your reviews on Apple Podcasts, which helps others find us too. Don't forget to subscribe so you won't miss out on the adventure, and we look forward to your joining us next week. Until then, happy camping! Oh, Kaiserspätzle. Kaiserspätzle. That's cheese spatula. That's cheese spatula. Golly. <laughs> that's cheese spatula. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> Porky pig. We're on a farm. <laughs>